Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And on today's very special episode, I have a special guest, David J. Wood, broadcasting live from Hong Kong. David is a husband. He's a father. He's a Marine. He's a veteran. He's a CEO and an extreme athlete on top of all that stuff. And I guess maybe you could call it a fashion designer, a trainer, or like, like he's the man of many colors. And I found him on Instagram. My backstory on this man is I was, I found myself at the end of last year asking a simple question about looking around at the men that I was surrounded with. And I decided that it was not enough to just be surrounded with who you were surrounded with. It was, I needed to find and self-select who I wanted to energetically connect with and connect with. And when I set that intention, it wasn't two or three days later that I saw this picture of this guy. But it looked like he was from 300. It looked like like he's like the next 300. He's going to, if you can't see him on this podcast, just imagine Leonidas. He's got the beard. He's got the black hair. He's got the muscles. And I'm like, I see this guy and I'm like, who is this guy? And I started following him. And the next thing I know, he's on the walking the streets of Hong Kong preaching a sermon about the light of Christ. And then we connected. And then here we are. I don't know. It's probably been eight, nine months. And uh, now you're on my podcast, man. So thank you for being here. All praise to God. He unites his sons and daughters and his warriors on the trajectory to the telos, my brother. So grateful for you and grateful that you do this podcast. You know, I think that the more media, the more positive um, just outlets that we can put out and that we can plug in and connect and be a part of is all shining that torch. And, you know, it's by no um, fluke that you were talking about a street sermon that you randomly heard about spreading the light. And here we are on your podcast where you are spreading the light to, to guys and gals that are not only, um, you know, bettering themselves, but wanting to better the community. And in the real sense of mission work, it's tent making. We are to be we are to be businessmen and women. That's the only way we can truly give back. We can give back our times. We are to give back our time. But how do we do that? Teaching, mentoring, partnering. Um, so yeah, I love you. I'm, I'm stoked. Awesome. Speaking, Great to be yes. here. So um, <clears throat> there's one little piece of your past, though, that I'm, I don't know if we can be friends because I, you're a Tennessee volunteer and I'm an <laughs> LSU tiger. So I think we can be friends as long as we can like hate Florida together or something like that. But uh, I you know. mean, when's the last time we won? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, I tell you, I, I'm, I'm a UT grad. I went to University of Tennessee. The Marine Corps paid for it. They paid me to go to school. Um, I had already, you know, finished my my enlistment. I, I was a sergeant. I'd come back from Afghanistan. Um, took custody of my my son Jaden, who at the time I thought was my, my firstborn, <laughs> but, um, and went, I, I had hep C, I was dying. My liver was shot. Um, and I had kind of a, a, a resurrection, so to say, um, finding Christ, a spiritual awakening, a miraculous healing. And so I went to university of Tennessee. I didn't attend one basketball game, one football game, one, anything. So we're cool. I love the balls. I'm wearing awesome. orange. This Pyra is our pantones from the Tennessee balls. I am, I am a, I am from Knoxville, Tennessee. I was born in Chattanooga, lived all over the U.S. My dad was a pastor, but I love, love LSU. I love Alabama. I love them all. I, I love uh, I love the SEC. So. 
So, so give us some, can you share just some of your backstory? I mean, you, you, you enlisted, you were deployed four times, you went to Afghanistan, you served our country, came back, go to university of Tennessee. And then how do you go from there to CEO of a high end camo clothing equipment outdoors among other things that you're doing? You're one of those guys that think you've got 50 irons in the fire, but how do you go from that to being the CEO in Hong Kong, running this show all over the world, the things you're doing, Spartan, everything. Well, by the, by the grace of God, I tell you, and by, um, you know, by having really solid um, mentors around me and, and business partners helping me strategize and show me the right paths to take and by a hell of a lot of failures, my bro. So a quick, mm-hmm. a quick bio. Um, I went in the, in the Marines I enlisted in 98, was shipped out to Paris Island, January 99, um, went infantry 0311, then was selected for SHRIG. SHRIG is a specialty unit, very small unit. SHRIG is Surveillance Reconnaissance Intelligence Group. Um, and then from that, from that school on, I was deployed nonstop. So my first deployments were in Latin America, Central America, um, doing sensor reconnaissance in the jungles of Panama. We were there for the Panama Canal handover of all the bases. My second one, I can't really talk about very much. Um, but it was it was Mediterranean under Bill Clinton. Um, I did two med floats and then um, Kandahar, Afghanistan in October. So we were with the very first boots on the ground Marines to um, go into Pakistan and then and take Kandahar. So I was there at the same time, unbeknownst as my brother and teammate Rudy Reyes. He was West Coast. Mm-hmm. I was East Coast. So I think he was 15th MU. MU is Marine Expeditionary Unit, MEU. I was the 26th MU. So two floats on the 26th MU, one float on the 22nd MU. Um, and then the operations in Latin America. So I got out um, and had already been accepted to the University of Tennessee. I got stop lost. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but stop loss is when the government's, we call it the big green weenie. Um, everything had been going great. You know, I, I was a sergeant. I was the youngest sergeant in my battalion. Um, and yeah, I picked up Sergeant E5 when I was 20. It's usually about a 26 to 32 year old rank. It means you're basically over. You can, you can run a platoon, um, really fun rank corporal, the rank below that you're kind of the backbone of the Marine Corps and you're an absolute animal and a monster. That was a really fun rank. Um, but picked up Sergeant, put in my, my papers saying I finished my, my enlistment. I don't want to reenlist, applied for the GI bill, was accepted to UT. And then obviously nine 11 there, you know, um, the influx of troops needed to go. And this was just, we were in Afghanistan. Now they were starting to send troops to Iraq. So now it was, okay, you're a sergeant in, this, in a very special tiny unit. And although you haven't met your son yet, and we haven't, you know, I'm supposed to be going on this terminal leave to go meet Jaden. He's like eight months old now. And they're like, you can't go. Uh, we need you here. You might deploy to Iraq, but we need you here to wow. train all of the reservists that have been activated. That's how I met Rubs and Dirt on it. Tom Tomlow, he was actually activated from a... Yeah. Mobile, Alabama. He's a teammate of mine. He's co-founder of Virtus with me. Um, so from there, that was a pain in the ass. That was kind of a first real obstacle of saying, wow, like I, I'm being held without my will and there's no end date in sight. So I had to re- literally reach out to a congressman from Knoxville, Tennessee. And before I knew it, I was standing before a, a one-star battalion general, um, a brigadier general. And he was just laughing. He's like, I have no idea how you're connected or why a, a congressman is calling me, but you're free. You're clear. Like enjoy college son. So I was out, um, got into a lot of a, a bit of a mess went, you know, on a, on a bit of a downward spiral, getting out of the Marine Corps, having all this responsibility and then going to just being kind of nobody. Yeah. 
um, you know, uh, especially in the humanities, um, philosophy and religious studies, you're not going to find a lot of Christians and a lot of good, you know, Southern, <laughs> what, what you'd think of in the, in the Bible Belt. So I really started seeing this Marxist ideology that we're seeing so much now, um, the, the seeds of that then in the humanities department. Um, mm -hmm. And long story short, I, I graduated. I, I, I did really well. I took, you know, over 20 hours a semester. So I banged out two majors in three years, um, went full time in the summer. And I was going to go work for Tully and Chividian, Billy Graham's grandson, because he had been, my, he was an apprentice under my father, John Wood in Knoxville, Tennessee at Cedar Springs. And I was okay. going to get a master's in um, psychology so I could work with drug addicts. And yeah. so I'm getting ready to take my finals and getting ready to graduate. I'm enrolling in that program. And a man named Tom Henry, never met him before. He was a director at a company for Ted Yamamore called World Serve. They battle human trafficking. They, they reach unreached people groups. They work with serious underground movements, planting underground seminaries. That's really mm -hmm. all I can say about there, but I think everyone can read between the lines. And he came, took me to a state dinner and said, I know your military background. I want you to come work for us. And you're going to have a trip all around near where I'm at right now and outside of where I'm at right now. And that was the beginning. I went home, I prayed wow. and God, I, I was like, this is absolutely, I had no idea this was coming. This was at a dinner. Mm -hmm. He drops this on me. I take my finals. I don't even walk for graduation. I'm on a plane out here. That was 12 years ago. That's how I got out here. So I did that wow. very sensitive liaison work. Um, and again, for obviously where we're at, um, sure. very sensitive uh, uh, liaison work. Um, and yeah, one thing turned into the next, you know, that's a lot of, uh, a, a lot of intense work all around some very complicated structures of, of, of systems. Right. So with that being said, I, I was very quickly known by some private equity guys and some entrepreneurs in Hong Kong as a guy that could get pretty much anything done, um, especially when it comes to sourcing. So especially when you're needing, you know, this commodity, this SGS report, this done in this hostile right. area, so to say, or this blocked area, so to say. Um, I right. loved it. I, I, it was the shit that I used to do. I just was, wasn't getting paid well in the Marines. And now, right. um, so I started DJW Holdings Limited. And that's kind of the holdings mothership that I invest in and um, own my parts of Virtus USA, Virtus Outdoor Group here, um, restaurant partnerships, um, among other things. So I started that eight years ago, and then it's just kind of been one project after the next. I was trading commodities for a while. That opened up more doors globally. Sure. Um, and then we, I started Virtus with some teammates and friends. I'm an extreme outdoorsman, so I'd be rock climbing, canyoning, and from our experience in the military, we got such crappy gear and we were always having to buy our Terex North Face Patagonia, but none of it was really made for the, um, it, it, none of it was really <laughs> made. I, I don't want to say for the operator because we weren't going for a, you know, Johnny operator kind of UF pro or our Terex leaf or, um, you know, five eleven style at all. We wanted something that was, really high-end new tech fabrics. I'm here in Asia. I'm going to Israel all the time. I'm in Taiwan all the time. I'm, I'm getting shown these wild leaps and bounds in technology for implanting whatever kind of treatment at the molecular level into the thread of the, of the fabric. And I'm realizing yeah. I can use that for anything. Like instead of having to have a pack that's a 75 liter, I can have a 45 liter, a three-day assault pack and have all of my cold weather gear that can take me up to Everest, all of my built-in masks. And I can have this stuff that if you think about from an operative point of view, 
stuff that I could wear to the gym to climb, to escape, search, escape, and to then make it home to dinner to take my wife on a nice date and play daddy and take my girls out to the beach. Like this is all, this isn't, I need this for this and this for this and this for this. Right. Um, and so that was really kind of the passion behind it. I never thought that we were going to branch into Spartan or to these things. It was more of a, this is fun. Um, I, 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 I want to, my mom used to call me her little Jewish tailor cause I'd be, you know, <laughs> morphing packs and gear and my hiking stuff. I was a, a, you know, an avid uh, outdoorsman when I was a kid and a hunter. So it really just started as a, let's have this kind of as a non-label inner circle gear that David's making and that we're testing and that we're rocking. Then I worked with a guy that I'd worked with in a previous company on camouflage. And we had, we, we really did some groundbreaking um, camouflage development and patented it and realized as we tested it and as we've tested further and further now that it's the only camo on the market that's invisible to AI. It's invisible to Google face recognition. It's invisible to drones. So wow. um, our whole original tip of the spear was very high end, selective, not for the big retail market, you know, blase, blase. But as we started, you know, social media is such a freaking, just a mass right now, especially Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. As you know, as we started posting stuff, we really started to adapt a warrior culture family. There were a lot of SWAT officers, a lot of global um, SOCOM guys. There were a lot of extreme athletes um, that just started coming to us. They were buying gear and saying, we love this stuff. You know, we want to post some stuff. And, and we really just kind of built a, a global family. Um, you know, two years ago, and we were asked to go to a Spartan extreme endurance agogi. And this was a, uh, over a year ago. This was Mongolia. And Rudy and I were asked to go be a part of this to lead it as, um, as Kryptea, which are kind of the, the cadres for these 60 hour nonstop crazy evolutions that are in water, you know, right. sea, air, and land. They're, 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 they're full on. It's not like running an ultra marathon gear that the perfect environment to wear our full systems really i mean you couldn't create a better right. place for our stuff to be tested and used by raw athletes that are putting it to the absolute limits without having to do combat because they're doing combat to themselves it's breaking sure. down the self so we were asked to do that and we went out and it was a life-changing experience for me for rudy um I, I think really as we talk you know about about ptsd and about Reasons that I dwelled into, you know, banging cocaine in my arm um, and almost dying from it when I got out of the Marines, being in this dark abyss because, and I'm not a victim. I mean, my parents are still together. They were raised me well. Every, all my pain was self-chosen. But I think not having an outlet to, to still lead, feeling kind of shameful, being around people that are saying, oh, we shouldn't be in these wars. You're, you know, you da 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 da. And you look at the suicide rate and getting to be on these evolutions and use our leadership skills, getting to use our our EMT knowledge, our survival yeah. knowledge, and use it with amazing men and women from every culture, every religion, every sexual preference, um, you know, c coming together and putting out and earning it and then getting to have a full spectrum camaraderie sharing evolution at the end. I was like, you know, th this is just another thing where sometimes I say, wow, well, it's just crazy how it came together. And then I just laugh and I think this is exactly what God does. Like, this Yes. You know, these are the, and that's why we're talking right now. He brings us together and he does these, he, he brings warriors together to make the shields unite stronger. And I, ironically, that's what the phalanx is with Spartan. 
Um, right. But that, you know, one thing came to another with that. And now we're, we're official partners with the exclusive clothing brand for Spartan Extreme Endurance. And That's- they're amazing. They're amazing guys. I mean, like you, um, like myself, they practice what they preach. I mean, it's not like there's some fat CEO signing checks telling people what to do. Joe DeSena right. is an ultra marathon runner. He created the death race. He does the death race. Yeah. He really, he lives it. He lives it. He is Mr. Yeah. Spartan. So, and, and Dave Watson, their, their VP is, you know, one of the top North face runners in the world. Josue. Um, yeah. I mean, just you, their whole, their, their whole team, Andy, they are as elite as it gets. So it's an, it, you know, it's an honor for us to be partnered with them. And the cross pollination is, is beautiful. And I think really with this new launch where we're going, um, you know, being able to go to 32 countries B2B, it's beautiful to be able to equip extreme athletes, you know, not just Spartan racers, but extreme athletes and, and, and really kind of have that. So anyway, that was a long yeah. answer, but I hope that. No, that's that, but that's, that's great. So, so if I, so what I, if I'm just to step back from that, what I, what I, what I observe in your story there is that even in those places where you were in big transition, I mean, this is just part of a story of an, as an entrepreneur that's actually done it, right? There's a lot of people that might be listening to this that are doing something, maybe they don't want to do, or they're doing something and they're thinking about doing something. Or they're, but, but you went through all of these different phases, but what you consistently did is you acted when you heard, it sounds like is that you heard, you know, and sometimes the call was out there that was direct from the the, the, the man at the steak dinner that said, hey, I've got this mission that you could never expect. And you had an opportunity there not to do it, but you went and inquired with the Lord and asked and then went, went to it. I actually, it's funny, I'm actually studying, I'm studying uh, Samuel right now. And that was the, you know, David, he does real good whenever he goes and inquires with the Lord first. And then right. he doesn't, he doesn't do quite as good. <laughs> and, and, but you did That's that. That's it. And, and then you acted, right? And then what, what, is, what is beautiful is, is, is how you found, it sounds like you've really found this place that is a combination of the things, your, your spirit for service, plus your natural like kind of interest from, you know, like the natural things you were interested in with building and clothing and fabrics and all that tied in with this element of service of, hey, let's go serve the guys that give back, give the guys that need, need this that I didn't have. I want to go give them something better to now, wait a minute, all those guys came around and now what I've created, what's been created is a community. And within that community, it's, it's people finding each other and realizing first that they're not alone because that's where so many, and I, and certainly in the, in the organization I'm part of uh, wake up warrior and, and others, I've seen this with my, my veteran brothers and members in, in uh, police force, SWAT teams, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't stop there. It's doctors, it's lawyers, it's businessmen, it's the sales guy, right? Men get into this place where they, th- they will play alone. They'll start playing alone. And in that pit, in that darkness, because they think nobody understands them, in comes the shame, blame, guilt, sedations, everything that, that allows allows the serpent to get in your ear and start telling you, oh yeah, man, you're not, you know, who are you to do this? You're not good enough. Nobody could ever believe you. You can't be forgiven. All those things that keep the man in the pit. And that's, but then things start changing when you realize you're not alone. And that's what your community is starting to do. And I think that's what you, you, you observed. I've certainly seen, observed this in other organizations. And then that's what, that's what, what I was looking for, you know, eight months ago is I was like, I've got some great brothers, but then 
I want to go get more and I want to go find others because I don't want to be alone and I want to up my, my, you know, who's in my platoon, right? And that's when I'm, you know, looking around on Instagram and then I see you and Rudy. Actually, that was the picture I saw was you and Rudy flexing me. And I was like, wait a minute, who are these guys? <laughs> I was like, that's, I'm, I'm, that's, that's what I'm interested in. Who, like, what's their workout regimen? That was in Sparta. That was at Sparta. <laughs> that was after, yeah. that was my 39th birthday. That was the first time I met Joe DeSena. I met him. He carried a 50 pound kettlebell over his shoulder. He flew in, met him with Sparta. This was me and Rudy's second evolution. My third evolution I'd done in Singapore. Rudy and I linked back up there to do the H3X, which was massive global on um, the 24 hour. Lead that as Cryptea. Joe DeSena comes in. I was still drinking a lot at the time. So we'd had a good night out. He wakes us up at four in the morning. There's like a 75 pound boulder in this 50 pound kettlebell. We're at the top of this Mount. We're literally at the top of this Mount Sparta, right? Um, wakes us up, me, him, Dave Watson, Rudy. It's like 12 K steep to get to the bottom in the dark, pitch black. He says, okay, guys, we're going to run down this mountain and we got to hold the, the stone over your head and somebody has got to hold the kettlebell up. You can't rest it on your arm. You can't hold it something like this. Whenever you get tired, pass it. So there's two things to carry. And there's only four of us. This is at night hungover going down in the dark um and we crushed it and we got all the way to the bottom we turned right around immediately and ran back up incline which at this point on my second wind it was just beautiful i mean we had our pace in we were it was brutal i mean brutal so you're thinking like you know half a marathon steep down right. and then straight back up in the dark um up a mountain with a boulder and a kettlebell and four of us so that picture where we look all ripped was pure lactic acid right after this run. <laughs> Literally. I mean, if I, if I could look like that every day, it would be great, but I'm not doing that run every day. That was one, <laughs> that was one of those things where Joe shook, shook my hand, Rudy's hand. And he said, okay, I definitely want to partner with you guys. I think that was kind of a test that he was giving us to say, okay, let's see if yeah. you guys are really about the shit you say you're about. Like you're not in the military anymore. Let's see if you're using that to your, just as kind of a guy's. Um, and a marketing thing, like a lot of coffee companies and other companies, t-shirt companies do, or if you're really yep. still doing it and he put us to the test and we rocked it and it was, it was great. And those, as you say, as you just said, so, so elegantly, um, brings a community and I think a forge through the fire of, you know, we see completely different as far as politically me and Joe DeSantis and me and Dave Watson. I mean, it probably as different as you could possibly get, but it doesn't matter. We laugh, we have conversations, we love each other and we love our community and our community's acceptance of, of everyone. So, it, we, you know, it, it is about finding that you're not alone. You, you aren't worthy. None of us are worthy by the, only by the right. grace of God and being the, the atonement are any of us made whole, but it's, you know, it's dying to the self, as you always say, and then putting on that full armor of God and, you know, I love that. I, I thought you were going to say, I'm, I'm studying, like I'm getting this master's here and there. And I was going to say, no, no, no. I was going to tell you when I first came to Hong Kong, I started my Macy degree, my master's in social and civic entrepreneurship. And I had launched a company, my holdings company, and nothing's wrong with degrees. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've got, you know, my, my philosophy and religious studies, but I started my, my, my Macy degree and the professor couldn't show me how to do like a triple ledger sheet from as a middleman to double dip commissions legally as you would as a sourcing arm as a holding company. And I'm like, how can you not, this is so basic. And like, I'm doing this right now. I need you to show me how to do this. He's like, right. I've never run, I've never run a company. 
And I was like, yeah. what, in the, what the fuck am I in this? What am I sitting here for? What am I listening to you for? I'm just going to go out and do it. And I love that you're studying Samuel because we, we learn what we need to do in the book. Now, I'm not saying, look, we, we need to constantly be bettering ourselves. We have to be reading. But there are so many books on business that you can read right now. And I think most importantly, it's finding mentors that are not, that, that it's finding mentors that love you and are patient enough to teach you, but don't want shares, equity, or anything else to do it. We can all find mentors when we've got a great idea and they want 50% of a company. Hell, anybody listening, I'll be your mentor for 50% and a great idea. <laughs> that's, <All right. laughs> that's easy to find. That's business. But true mentoring, like my, my brother, Tim Scott, Joe Yorio, who was CEO of DHL North America, CEO of Blackwater. Um, he's never asked me for a thing and he's there for me 24-7 to guide me yeah. through, to lead me um, in business. He's done it. He's been there. He's, he's spent time with me. He's come out to Hong Kong. He's coming back out um, beginning of next year, Lord willing, or it may be called China, whatever. Um, I'll be here, but he's coming back out. And I mean, he literally will, he, you know, we kind of call it mapping where you look out at every, everything that you're doing. And I think in sales, this is crucial because we put ourselves in a box, you know, any military guys and gals, you, we, you know, back in the day, salt dogs, we had one in 50,000 ADRG maps. You know what that is. It's a click, right? Each square represents a click. You do your back azimuth. You know this from your, the crazy run you just went on, right? You're looking at a map, even on a GPS, you're looking at click, click, click. Okay, here's my clicks. If we right. are constantly only looking at a zoomed in picture, it's like, okay, this road is going here. Uh, this is going to take me this long to get. This sucks. This now, now I'm on the next click and it's like, oh crap, like look at this valley. Oh shit, look, there's two big mountains. Right. When we back up and we truly can map out, and this goes not just with business, with sales, but with friendships, with marriage. I mean, brother, this is yeah. one of the, the, the reasons I, I had to quit drinking. I mean, when I mapped out and backed up and what is the common denominator that's not connecting this, that's hurting my marriage, that's hurting my physical recovery, that's hurting my sleep, that's hurting, I mean, it's, it's when we can really back up and anyway. I think, I think the studying we need to be doing is, is, I mean, what did you just say about David? When he went and asked God to show him his place on the map and to see the bigger map, he got to the next, the next grid coordinates without, without yeah. an issue. But when David Wood says, oh, I know how to do everything I want in this grid, in this square, we don't have it. And look, what's going on in Hong Kong, this too shall pass. It's just sad that these students and professors aren't looking at the big map. They're looking in one grid coordinate, hurting each other. They're brothers and sisters, the policemen. It's just, it's, you know. Well, that's what, that's where, that's where only looking one step in front or what is going on right now, where it ultimately leads to, right? Is, and, and if, and also it's that uh, unwillingness to subjugate the flesh, un unwillingness to subjugate your own, what you want in the next minute. You're not willing to give up the short-term gratification for anything beyond that. It's the, you know, it's uh, me and my wife have a joke about the marshmallow eaters. I don't know if you've ever seen the, uh, the, the, uh, there's a, there's an experiment. They would never be able to do this in probably any country, uh, other than where it was done. And I think it was in South America somewhere, but they ran this social experiment where they gave these children and they filmed them uh, a marshmallow. And they said, if you sit there with the marshmallow for 15 minutes and don't eat it, then you'll get like three marshmallows. But the, then, the, then they left the room. And so then the child, you know, they, they would have five or six children. And, you know, of the, of the five, you know, three of them ate it immediately. Uh, one of them held out. And then the other one opened up the marshmallow, ate the inside and put it back together. 
<laughs> but it just tells you, you know, human nature is that instant gratification. That's it. That's it to <laughs> that's, a T. So that's you know, it's it's we don't want to be marshmallow eaters, right? But when you're a marshmallow eater, you're all, what that's basically saying is I'm always letting my body, letting my instincts, letting my 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 base nature be the boss of me. And for me, right. one of the most one of the most um, and and this we're like there's a couple of topics here. I mean, one is yes, the, the the part you talked about mapping and mentors, so important, so valuable, um, and. To me, inside of that, uh, one thing that's aligned for me in the last last year has been uh, aligning towards, you know, there's this idea of people make their resolutions. Screw your resolutions. It's about vision. Like who, a vision for me, it was a vision of the man. I, I, I gave myself the space to envision a man and a family and children and what that would be in 12 months and two years, five years, six years, because I also had given myself the space to see the alternative of if I don't do something different, here's the other path that I end up on, which is, and this is a few years ago, which I did that. And I saw a man that was a hundred pounds overweight uh, divorced from his wife, no relationship with his children, addicted to alcohol, porn, whatever. And I saw that guy and I said, there's a different vision, but I got that locked in vision of this mm -hmm. other man. And I'm, and I'm on a path to chase that guy down. But I know that part of the journey to that is having brothers alongside me, mentors and other people that can mirror and see my blind spots when I can't see them mm -hmm. is the insurance policy. And, <clears throat> and then finding other men that are saying the same thing. It's saying there is a vision for me and my family out there aligned with what God is calling me to. And I, the, you, you, you talk about this concept of the telos all the time. And this is a, this is a core thing that you reference. And I really resonate th with this. Would you mind just explaining that concept and what that's yeah. about? The logos is the word and the telos is, is the finish line. That's God. That's eternity. That is the mm -hmm. acme. Um, until I listened to N.T. Wright, I was always envisioning the telos as heaven as an outer worldly place. And I was thinking, okay, I'm getting there. Really getting to listen to him and study his works um, was even more beautiful as we train our bodies, this, this corporeal reality, because these resurrected bodies will be these bodies resurrected in an indestructible physicality. But the telos is here on earth. It, it clearly says heaven will adorn earth as its bride. So it's a resurrected, the, the, the telos is the finish line. And look, I, I follow Christ. I, 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 I'm a Christian. I'm a, I'm a follower of, of Christ, but it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not in your, in your walk to be a better person. Um, the telos to you means the, where the, the success of that vision, like Brian's talking about you know, it's interesting. My, my son's getting ready to go in the Marines. I was such a wild kid. He's been so much better than I. He's a better man than I. I had him when I was so young. He's been more like a, a little brother. Uh, now he's like a little brother that can probably beat me up. But, <laughs> you know, my father's always been my best friend. My father's w w just, he's, he's, he's in Oak. He was a, a corpsman in Vietnam. He's been a pastor, missionary, world leader. Um, just retired from Cedar Springs Presbyterian Church, but just about as real as a man can come. Yeah. Um, and I'm so blessed. My mother's wonderful as well, but my, my father has been, obviously I'm his only son. We've had this relationship that's just been divine, literally divine. And he's always taught me even, and he's always accepted me, even at my very worst, he was never ashamed of me. 
publicly. He probably was deep down inside, <laughs> but he, he was always accepting. I, I was the prodigal son re- repeatedly, but bouncing off what you said about vision, he says a very similar thing. Literally. I mean, exactly like you just said, and it's, we have to always, especially when we're young men, especially when we're young men, this is when our character is formed. This is why we chose the name Virtus. Virtus is virtues, warrior virtues. In the Marine Corps, it's honor, courage, commitment. But as, as followers of Christ, you know, it's our love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's the fruits of the Spirit, right? It's the armor of God, salvation, righteousness, truth, peace, right? Faith, and ultimately our assault weapon, the sword, the word of God, the sword of the Spirit. So he's always said, and I say this to my son now, don't think about what, who you want to be tomorrow. Think about who you want to be, the real man you want to be in 10 years. Mm. That is, to, to guys and gals, no matter what you believe in, let that be, if you're, if you're young, let that be your beginning telos. Obviously, in a deeper, um, you know, metaphysical and, and, and eternal realm that Brian and I talk about, the telos is, it's, it's, it's the afterlife, it's the end game. You know, Francis Chan gives this beautiful picture. If you don't know who Francis Chan is, uh, just just Google search Francis Chan, the eternal rope. I'm sure you've seen it, but he's on stage. He's showing this rope that goes on and on and on. And he holds this little tiny micro bit of it. And he has like red on it. And he's like, this is life. This is our time here on earth. Hmm. Are we working for the rest of the rope, which is the Tivos? This is eternity. This is forever, forever. Or are we so consumed with what's going to happen in this little tiny pinch of speck of time as we are but dust and ashes and return to the earth until the resurrection where we can either not be resurrected because we've become the idols we've worshipped and we're not in a human form, we're not in the, in the image of God anymore, or we are indestructible physicalities. I mean, think about that, like an angel. Like yeah. that's, that's hardcore. That's yeah. where we want to be. But I, I love what you said there. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, we need to envision who we're going to be. And then we wake up every day to, gain, to, to nail in on our hearts, the characteristics, the virtues, the, the truths to get us to that telos. So, you know, anyway, the, the, the telos can be your 10 year, your 20 year. Um, it could be your social security. <laughs> I hear it. I hear it as that as that next version of the man that God has created that you can be. Amen. And 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 then that that version opens up the next version. And that version is that the version that I the way I frame that for myself is that is the version of myself in the future that is most aligned with what God's will is. Like we're always, and I, we're always, I had a brother of mine, uh, Brendan King, he, he shared this, this analogy with, uh, with me of, of this, of the Christmas tree analogy. He said, look, there's this, you know, there, there's a straight line between where I am and God's will in the future. We are always either moving away or towards that will. Mm. We're either, and when we're er, early in our life, we move way out from it and then we come back to it and then we move way out from it and we come back to it and mm. we've all been Right. And as you're young, you don't know that. So you really drift far and then you come back and then you think you've got to figure it out. And so you pass right, right through it. And as we get older, we get a little bit closer. And if we're learning or we go way past it and we go out where there's all this pain and darkness, and then finally mm. we see some light coming back from the middle and we come back. Right. Um, but I, but my, I believe that there is, um, there's a component of this though, that says, 
my whole game is not to be perfect. My whole mm-hmm. game is not to, because uh, I'm, we're, you know, there's only been one man that ever walked God's will exactly down the middle. Mm. Only one time. Right. But the rest of us, we can try. And it's just a matter of, um, it, it is a matter of, of, of creating the space to let God send us a vision, let God give us a, 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 see what he has in store for us, and then chasing that down. But then the, then the world comes at you, right? And that's where, um, you know, there's components to this, but there is ha- having the brothers, but then there's the components of the daily behaviors that warriors have. And like one of the things that we've connected on is just the physicality of what we do and how our body bodies. And I think that we both share this is that our bodies, uh, they open up a doorway for a conversation with the divine. Yes. Um, and you've obviously taken your body to extreme limits. I mean, beyond what, what most people could ever imagine. Um, you know, we're, we're in the gym and things like that. And obviously we've, uh, we should definitely give a shout out to our, our buddy, Terrence Mitchell, Mitchell strength. Um, who's connected us on some really intense, uh, some intense practices to say, to say the least, <laughs> what is the word <laughs> that's putting it lightly. We'll get into Terrence here in a second, but we can have just, a whole nother, but we can honestly have a whole nother podcast on that. If you want to, I'm, I'm gay. We'll, we'll have a podcast about him and then we'll invite him on the other podcasts. Like, perfect. Um, perfect. But that's but, a whole podcast it, in itself, man. That's, that's it, it is. That's no, from the darkness no, to the light. <laughs> Physically. It's it, well, let, let's talk about that. I mean, physicality and spirituality to you are two the two things that are linked up. They are not separate mm-hmm. things, and and that is also one of the things that that uh, as I see you going through, um, you know, you're making that traverse. You're seeking that next vision. You're making the traverse between the man now and the man in the future. And as you're doing that, what you're doing is casting off light. Mm. That it, others are noticing, they're noticing on Facebook and t- Instagram, and then they're starting to follow. That is the nature of a man that is seeking God's will, is my my belief. Part of that is the subject daily subjugation of the flesh. Yep. And can you t- can you just share what like the what that physicality piece of your life and the way you live? What is, how does that play into your your body, your spirit, the way you show up as a father and a husband and a businessman? Sure. Yeah, and, and that's a great question. Look, our bodies are clearly the temple of the Holy Spirit. Our bodies are our vessels to carry our souls. Our souls are eternal. If, if we obey God, and what does that really look like? Feeding the poor, helping the needy. It doesn't say if you say this a hundred times. No, I mean, the goats and the sheep, that's from the, from the son of God. You know, get away. You, you, you never helped me. You didn't close me, clothe me when I was hungry. You didn't feed me when I was sick. So there's a fine line between just saying, hey, this is narcissism. And hey, this is you're, you're doing this for the greater good. And it's, it's, no one's, it's no one's call, but yours and God's. You know, right. I hear shit all the time from people. And honestly, I, it, I, could, I could care less, dude. I don't, it, I don't even think about it. I just, I, I feel bad for the person that they're taking the time to write that to me when I know they just want to ask some workout tips. And it's like, dude, just ask. Like, you know, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to be a hater, but if we're going to do the mission, if we're going to help and we're going to assist, we need several things. Number one, if we're not in a wheelchair and we still have all our limbs, 
we better be grateful and we better be taking care of these bodies. Amen. I see people doing things that I, we did this at Gogi and freaking Namibia. This lady, Amy had, had been in a terrible motorcycle wreck, a full, you know, amputee ran with, ran it with a prosthetic leg, 60 hours, nonstop, better than 50% of the people out there. I mean, you want to talk about humbling, you know, yes. this lady's not a spring chicken. I mean, she's, she's midlife a death race winner. You see this, wow. you see, you see people, you know, we just did this H3X evolution. There was a guy that was just born with his feet just wrapped, you know, just a guy can't stand up straight to save his life. Get, spilled his heart out there, couldn't finish the 24 hour, but still stayed and helped everyone there. Um, you know, you see this and then you see someone being a glutton, being, uh, you know, poisoning a body that's been given to them as a gift and it's been given to them pure. And it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's sad and it's, it's wrong. It's a sin. I'm not saying you have to get up and make, get a freaking eight pack and beat your chest and be able to do 600 reps. That's a, a special selective course for people that have, that have taken it so seriously that they want to unite and shine a brighter light into a whole nother realm of a dark, dark world. But number one, let me, let me try to answer your question as you, as you asked it. Number one, the connection is there because we're created in God's image and these are the bodies he gave us. Clear as day. We walk upright. We have, you know, we read, we write, we have the, the way that our brains work cognitively with our fingers, our hands, the, the way we are communicating right now, brother, you there and me here, you know, 10,000 miles away. Um, our bodies, our minds, the, this is an absolute gift from God. We have got to take care Amen. of both. We have got to take care. It starts with our spirit. Our mind follows that. And then our body, if our soul is right, there's no other way to, but, but to be physically fit. So that's that. You and I both have daughters. We're fathers. We have got to be able to protect our, our, our families. That's mo a much more barbarian. And, and look, I am at heart. I try to be a pacifist, but let's be real. If someone's hurting our loved ones, it doesn't mean we have to punish the other person, but we surely have to stop that, the, 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 you know, the perpetrator, we have to stop the aggressor yeah. and that yeah. you, I don't care how many gun courses you've had. If you're not physically fit, if you can't sprint, do an endurance, do the quick stuff, people that have never been in a gunfight or never been in a, a, an explosion or a crash, they don't realize what adrenaline does and they don't realize how fast things can go wrong. And people who, who aren't active act, you know, who aren't actively shooting and cleaning their weapon that just have that gun for safety. It's probably going to, it's probably going to drive fire on you. If that thing's not lubed up all the time, I'd say 50% of the time when people yeah. get in a bad situation. So our bodies have to be the weapon. They have to be the temple of the Holy spirit. So it's for it. it this is a gift of God. Number one, there is the metaphysical. Absolutely. Number two, we have to be protectors. We have to be leaders. And number three, if we are going to be tent makers and we're going to be businessmen and women, um, or doctors or lawyers, I mean, whatever we're going to be firemen, yeah. janitors, we have to be able to move. We have to be able to get up and we have to be able to move. I, as uh, myself, as a, as a businessman, I, we have so many partnerships. There's so many camouflage licensees, fabrics. We own licensees. I'm constantly flying around to meet, um, to meet folks that are either wanting to invest or they're wanting to buy this and have this partnership. I right. mean, that's, that's what my life really consists of now. It's, it's these kind of, as we do the new launch, it's really more about who are we partnering with and who are we licensing with? Who are we doing distribution right. with? Who are we? I will not partner with someone who's completely out of shape. And I, and you, I mean, you can quote me on that. I will not sit down. That's not sexist. That's not xenophobia. That's, 
if I'm going to invest in someone, I'm going to invest in someone who's investing in themselves. Right. If I meet someone and they will not invest the time into themselves to be proficient at at least being able to run to get something done or handle something when all the shit hits the fan, I've seen it. I'm not saying that because I don't like the way they look or I don't want to see them in my clothes. I don't care how they look. This person could be have yeah. piercings all through their face, have a freaking you know tattoo going down their 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 face. I don't care about that kind of stuff. I'm saying if somebody is a is morbidly obese, number one, how can I trust them with what I've worked so hard for when they're not their 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 ticker is going to pop. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, that's the thing I, I can, you know, I, I was never, I was never morbidly obese, but I can tell you what I'm, I'm, I'm like 177 pounds right now, probably as fit as I've ever been. Good on you. Through the grace, through the gateway, grace of God played rugby and a, a lot time. of hard work and discipline and, and, and a lot of hard work. But I was, I, I, I was talking to my wife the other day. I was figured if we figured out in 2010, 2011, I was 50 pounds heavier. Right. And, but that's not morbidly yeah. obese. You know what I'm talking not about. Morbidly I'm talking obese, about but, it yeah. was this, but, but the thing that was common there is that was like, when I look back on it, it was, a, it was a sedation, right? It was a sedation of, and then it compiles on itself. Right. And so you get in that pit of, Hey, I'm, you know, I eat because I'm, you know, I eat or I'm, or I give myself the out that I'm going to stay, stay up late and work and right. do the presentation and I'm not going to get my workout in. I'm a sleep, go on three hours of sleep and all at the, all. And at the time and for years, for me, it was, I got to do this for my family. And it gives men, a, it gives men an out, right? I'm doing this for my family. I'm going, uh, you know, and then as long as you're doing it for your family, everything becomes negotiable, right? Your sleep, your body, what you drink, what you don't, everything. all these kinds of things, right? And so as long as you're saying, well, I'm earning this for the family. And then this is the message I got. And I mean, this might resonate with you, but I got a message uh, from God about two years, two, almost exactly two years ago. That's funny. Actually, it might exactly be two years ago. And I asked him, I said, what does my family need? Because I had this thing, how can I possibly be in, you know, salesman and the father and the husband and the, all these things. And my, my ask was, what does God, God, what does my family need? And the answer I got back was your family is a divine gift. I don't need you. I gave them to you. So that you could hear my voice in greater capacity, if you choose. Amen. And then all of a Let's sudden, this this changes, right? Because we realize when we when we shift our family from something we're carrying on our back, like a rucksack, to something we're holding in our hand, like a literally like a gift that came down from heaven, right? That is speaking to us and telling us and giving us messages, like through what might be the situation, it might be the words of our three year old. Right. Or two year old or four year old. That changes the dynamics. And all of a sudden, I don't have an out. Right. And well, and he's given you yourself. Like you belong to him just as he's given the family for it. You know, we even for guys and girls out there that don't have a family, you are the gift. Right. Right. And so, as such, you've got to, you've got to treat it like that. Yep. But there's this exactly. other thing that happens when you, when you are, you know, you're every morning, man, you're like every morning, the workout, the regimen, the preparation. Um, 
I was thinking about this, like what you, you go, you're going into a lot of meetings. If we just get kind of tactical on something real quick, you go into a lot of meetings, you go into a lot of, pre, you know, you might, you're going into business negotiations, you're going into um, uh, presentations. What can you share maybe a little, just a window of what do you do to prepare, get yourself ready for a big conversation, a meeting and engagement from a business perspective? Or do you have anything that you do to kind of get yourself like game time? As of lately, I get on my face and I ask God to fill me with the Holy Spirit and not my words and not my will be done. I used mm. to stress so freaking hard. I'd have everything prepared. I'd have, I mean, I'd have stuff prepared so, so well and so valid. I don't even know why I was stressing. It's like I was going into meetings where people were trying to buy our stuff and I was still stressing because yes. I was still not sure that everything I was doing was God's path and God's way. And now it is literally just an absolute peace. Like I got on my face before I, we, we started this podcast and I just said, God, not my words, not my will, your will be done. You know? Yes. And going into meetings like that, it sounds like the most simple, basic answer and almost like a cop out, but the things, no. if, if you are truly seeking God's face, and finding favor with him by emulating the fruits of the spirit and living it. You know, God's not a wild card. Anyone who calls out in the name of the Lord will be saved. Yes. But sanctification is putting that time in daily. I wake up every day at 5 a.m. I read the scriptures that the message app has selected for me. Sometimes it's, I don't share it and I find a different one on media because sometimes it's just so special to me or it's going to just, you know, we've yeah. got to look at the Old Testament as an ancient book. I mean, that's it. You know, we, there's stuff in the, in the Old Testament that's the same as the Quran. That is what it is. There's bashing a baby's brains against a rock. There's, you know, castrating armies. There's just this ancient times, ancient book. Um, I like to, oh, anyway, so my routine. So I wake up at five. I, I meditate on, on the randomness of, of, of the message app. I try to go through the Bible every year. But mm -hmm. for my own, whatever that whatever is given to me, that's my wake up. At least I'm saying, thank you, God. That's the first light that I see. It's the light from my phone looking at that. I'm in darkness. I wake up. I wake up to a sound. The first light that I see is the word of God. Mm. Mm. I meditate on that. I pray and I give thanks. Before it's, I, I, I used to wake and it would be, oh God, this has been waiting on my heart. I haven't had good sleep. Let me give you my list of what I need. I hope it, I hope it aligns with what you need. Let's really talk about what I need. And since I've really gone deeper in searching his face and this, you know, this is, this is recent. Um, I heard Francis Chan when Terrence was here, I heard NT Wright six months ago. I mean, each one of these outside views that are outside of what I thought a good church or a good worship service or what David was defining as this is how it should look. I grew up in a, you know, in a mega church. I know, right. I know what it should be and getting into the house church um, mm -hmm. you know, I had, we had Mike powers, my brother, you know, world champ, BJJ, best friends with Clark Gracie trains, Jocko. Um, he's here in Hong Kong. He works with Francis Chen. He came over and anointed our heads with oil and we sat and prayed for yeah, three hours, you know, Incredible. and these things where you're diving deep with faith and trust into that realm, God will give you what you need. Every time and the business meetings you don't need to go to, believe me, you'll know not to go. You know, I just yeah. turned down a partnership in Thailand right before our podcast of a massive marketing company with some operators. Um, 
And, you know, a few years ago, I'd have partnered with them. I said, well, that's just in Thailand. But their whole thing is this business security where they have all these, you know, basically prostitute models in Thailand at these parties. And you have all these big buyers coming in, their operators, it's kind of these military shows. And they love Virtus and they were wanting to promote it and partner. And I just said, guys, I love you. You know, and I wish you the best, but I, I'm not interested at all. And I feel so glad that I rejected that because I don't yeah. need to go to any of those parties. And I don't, I don't want, that's not Virtus. That's not Vogue. That's not yeah, Virtus. That's, Virtus. that's yeah. not the, that's not the spirit ascending. I mean, if you look at our logo, that's, that's not yeah. just an Eagle. That's the spirit, man. That's the dove. That's the, the negative. That's the good and the bad. That's the, that's the darkness and the light and the light is winning and it's ascending. And, you know, when we, you don't just start, and say, I'm going to do a 600 rep life, for example. You start by moving. <laughs> you start, you don't just, you, people get so worried about, am I praying right? Just start yeah. talking to God as you talk to someone that you love and care about. Start a conversation with him. Go from there. The most important thing is that we clear our minds. Of course, we're not going to be able to center ourselves right after shutting down our computers and getting off conference calls and seeing 150 Instagram videos and messages and keeping up with boom, 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 50 seconds. And then we're like, all right, prayer time. But you can in the morning, you can start your day after sleep and you can, you know, I love what Mitchell says. He says, you've got to, um, you've got to basically sink yourself in. I can't remember what's the word that he uses. Um, Calibrate. You know, you've got to calibrate yourself for the day. You got to recalibrate. He watches the sunrise there in Belito. I'm not yeah. that blessed being in this mega city. We barely see the, see the sun over the building sometimes. But when I am where I can see a sunrise, I do. And and wow, what a what a daily reminder of the resurrection a sunrise is. Amen. You know, yeah. but but yeah, to answer your question, I mean, less of us, more of Him. His will be done, yeah. not our will. And and that, I think that gives us peace. And you and I are both. We've been in sales. We've been in leadership roles. We've been under people that were good, under people that were bad. The stress is real. Sales is competitive. If we're selling what is free and we're giving it, Mm. and that is the story of Christ, then whatever product, whatever we're pushing, if it's not right, God's not going to have us pushing it. But if it is what he wants, he's going to open up the freaking floodgates. And whether that just be numbers at the month or that be networking or that be the right relationships, we have got to look at the big map picture and obey and trust and be faithful. You know, when I lived from, when I lived for, for sales, when I lived for number, when I had to hit this point, when I had to hit this point, especially when you get into mass manufacturing and it's like, you're like, Oh shit. Now I see why my old bosses were so hateful. I never really cared. Every time I sold a lot of this, it was not well done. It was now move this, now move this, now move this. Right. Well, when you own all the inventory, you realize that all the margins you forecast are, worthless when you have anything that's not selling in dead inventory and dead stock and you start doing, you know, especially when you're selling globally and you're looking at this customs, you know, this shipping, LBP, CIF, landing duty paid, you know, cost insured freight, freight on board, this quote, this quote, this quote, these tariffs. I mean, it's, it begins to be overwhelming. And I'm not saying you shouldn't know your stuff. You should always be proficient on everything. But the most important thing to know, as Socrates would say, know thyself. And know that without the light in you, you're going to be in darkness. Every time I captain my own ship, I fail. Mm. That's 
And you know, that is, uh, so my, one of my habits, one of my things that I, and I still have to fight it off is that I had, I had an over-preparer just like, I think we're the same. Just, we, I would go into over-preparer mode. I would stay up all night. I would make sure everything was on point, like every single piece of the thing I would. And then I would be like, okay, I'm gonna, I've got one hour to sleep before the, I've got to drive to the presentation, but I'm going to power through it. Right. I don't need sleep. I'll sleep later. You know, that game. Right. But it, it is a hundred you said, which is I was entirely relying on myself. And as long as I am relying on myself, I am always going to be uncertain. Amen. And the That's minute that look at the, look at the efficiency gain that happens when you say, you know what, I don't need all of that stuff in this business meeting or this presentation. I just need to bring the best version of me. And the best version of me is one that is oriented to the telos. One is oriented yes. to my family. One that's oriented to uh, like, like the, putting my body in power. And there's one that's oriented to an actual mission that is to give, not to take. Amen. You know, and that's that's, Amen. And that's it, brother. That's you're, it. You're bringing that equation. You're going to win. You're going to yeah. win. And if you don't win, then you dodged a bullet. It was amen. That's, that's it. You know, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say a lot of, a lot of people will be so down and depressed and think, wow, I put all this time and it didn't work. Thank God. You know what I mean? Yeah. As Jocko would say, good, good, <laughs> right? Good. It didn't work. Good. Find the other, go, go the other route. Look, we are so blessed as Americans and as people in first world countries to have the options to say, this didn't work. I guess I'm going to, I can go meet this guy. I have this introduction. Dude, I've been in places in the Middle East and Africa and the you know, just all over where the only option you have is, can, is there still going to be water when you get there? Are your, are your daughters not going to get raped by these fanatics while you're out trying to bring back food? Like, and, and then you see people in these areas persecuted and still worshiping the name of Christ and growing and spreading the fire, you know? So it's, I think so many times we put, we, we are so entitled and look, 90% of the time by blindness, you know, people that haven't gone out and, and gone and seen these places, they're not going to know about them. And we live in a, we live in a day and age where everything's marketed and, you know, we live on Instagram stories and nobody puts down the day that, you know, Nobody, you know, nobody says I just had explosive diarrhea and this workout killed and God, that don't take this protein. Shy, you know, I'm puking in the, nobody puts that up. They'll just put their abs up afterward because it'll be the best freaking ab shot they ever had because everything's out of their body. But we live in an era, we, we live in a time where people don't want to see negative people. Oh, it's got to be positive. It's got to be positive. And, you know, I, I, I've lost a lot of followers lately on Instagram um, because I've just been speaking the truth. <laughs> about things around me that are going on. And especially in my own backyard, people are mad. People don't want to hear it. You know, people, well, people the, don't, don't want to hear this stuff. And, and that's good. Well, the thing that I think, I mean, is happening there is the truth always does one of two things. It either uh, it is either going to, people are either going to love it or they're going to hate it. Right. right. Is the nature of the truth. Right. So people are always going to hate the truth. They're going to, there's going to be those that hate the light. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be those that see it and they follow it and they go, thank yeah. God there's the light. And all our job is, is once we've been given the light is to just share Keep it. it brighter and brighter and share it. Yeah. And unite with warriors like you, brother.
Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, t- bro, it's been really, it's been really great getting to talk to you. I'd love to do these regularly with you. I mean, it's, it's, um, so many people post stuff and you don't really get to hear them what they're about. And man, you are as solid as they get. You know, I'm, I'm I love you. I'm grateful to have you as my brother in Christ and as a, a yeah. teammate to, uh, to, to, to torch bear. Um, I, I, I'd, I'd love to, uh, <laughs> no, I'd love to hear uh, what, what do you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say to torture because <laughs> that's Terrence, bro. Not me. I'm going through the same torture you are, bro. I mean, we can have a whole podcast on that. I mean, bro, I'll tell you, uh, I wanted you to get his exact package because I realized until I met him in Namibia, I'd been doing 600 reps, but I hadn't been doing my 600 rep life. And I mean, so, so you can tell everybody me, here that's night and day, me, right? Let me pause you one second, just to give everyone listening what this is. You need to look up Terrence Mitchell strength on Instagram or the hashtag, my hashtag, my 600 rep life, you know, start to see all kinds of pictures of guys working out and doing crazy stuff. But, uh, Terrence, who we'll talk about here for a second, because we're both in his funnel of torture at the moment. Um, <laughs> That's a good is, way to say it. Is, a, is an incredible, incredible man, incredible strength coach uh, from South Africa. Uh, again, a connection through it was you, and then to Terrence, and I don't know how it all happened, but it just is resonance, and uh, mm-hmm. and we connected, and then fast forward, uh, uh, brother David here got on his program, got to spend a couple of weeks with him, real time, and you know, live in Hong Kong doing these workouts, and uh, and then David throughout the challenge, he's like, hey man, I know you've been doing some workouts that had his 600 reps, but you haven't been living the 600 rep life, and I'm like. Okay. All right. I'll, okay, I'll do it. And then, so I got on this program and I'm on like day three right now. And I think I've done more pull-ups than I've done in my, you know, the last year, but, uh, it's a whole other game. And so we're in this together and I don't know what, what, what's on the other side of it. Um, but we'll follow this mad South African for a period of time. and see. (laughs) Man, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the gains, the gains train is what's on it spiritually, mentally. Um, I could never do these workouts at night. I'll say that this style of working out, if, if people, if you're going to do it, try to allot yourself time in the morning, um, to really get focused and centered. If you've worked a whole hell of a long day, um, anyway, each, everybody's different. I've trained, I've, I've trained my body for, I'll be 40. I've trained my body for, you know, since I was 12 years old, whether that be boxing, wrestling, swimming. So I've, I've, I've been around the block. Um, I was, I was a serious CrossFitter. Um, for a while when that was so cool. <laughs> and I'll tell you, this is a, this is a commitment. It's, it's serious. And it's, yeah. uh, you know, when you're really working with kettlebells, when you're really working with deep thrusters, when you're doing forms correctly and you're doing it in, in a Tabata time, um, it's yeah. you, you, number one, you need to have a rest day. And on that rest day, you must seriously get eight to 12 hours of sleep. And on the days that you're pushing it to the max, Terrence is a machine. I tried to keep up with him and I couldn't. I mean, I just, I was like, dude, you're, you're of another realm. You're of another realm, my friend. But yes, I did his workouts, but his pace, I mean, there were times when I, I thought I was going to pass out um, or almost did pass out. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's no shit. I mean, anybody wanting to go into selection or go into the, the SOCOM community, it is a, um, you know, my son's doing it right now because um, he's leaving for the Marines in 10 months. But it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's the real deal. It's great stuff. It is the real deal. And I've, I found that just like what we've talked about at, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but at the seven, about the 70% mark, 
of the workout. It gets real. It's no longer a physical war. It's a spiritual war. Yeah. That's yeah, that's the truth. It becomes a prayer, right? It becomes a prayer. I put my family in my heart. I put my, and then, and, and then that's where we go. So, so much to talk about, but we'll come back and have a conversation about Terrence after we've done another 30 days or something of this. If I'm alive. Uh, God willing. Yes. Uh, Brother David, this has been incredible, man. I, I'm honored and I, so, I appreciate you so much for coming on here and just sharing your story, sharing um, what you're doing. Um, I'm going to post links to your, your brands, your companies, so you, people go find your stuff and go, go get this equipment. If you're an athlete in any, any kind, it's the best, of, best and the best of the best. Thank um, you. but find him on Instagram. I'll post it. I'll post your link there. Go find him. Follow this man. He has, he's, he's, a, he's a bearer of light. He's been through the darkness, but he's committed to finding and finding the light. And then not only just for himself, but for his family, for his com- for his companies, for his clients, for the world. And he's committed to it. And, uh, I love you, brother. Thank you so much for being here and, uh, and we'll have you, I hope we can have you on. All praise soon. to God. Love you, bro. Love you, my man. Thank you. Thank you so much, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Thank you so much. More to come.